0: the right tax plan in retirement rates right up there with the right income plan on today's show we're going to tackle some of those uh, most common questions about taxes in retirement that we get stay tuned hi
1: this is coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income you're in the right place welcome to the financial safari We're back at it into another great conversation on retirement and looking at retirement in all ways to possibly look at retirement on a radio show with great information. The show is Financial Safari and Marty Neville is author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. Marty also heads up Smart Money Solutions. Marty,
0: greetings to you. Hell, greetings and salutations and (laughs) happy spring.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. You know, uh, I love those couple of months in spring and those couple of months in the fall where we get moderate temperatures and then...
0: Moderate temperatures and a couple of (laughs) snowstorms.
1: Yeah, we have a snowstorm or two or some other weird weather phenomena, but other than Mm -hmm. that, it's pretty Mm -hmm. good. Well, we are going to look at taxes because it's also still tax season, right? Uh, we've got yes, up until still, yes
0: it is yeah april 18th Couple more weeks yeah april 18th that's the day yes yeah, so a couple more weeks and everybody's rushing <laughs> my phone's been crazy oh man people calling i they want they need their taxes done and they're they're late on the dime to get it started so that's okay We'll
1: get it done for him. Yeah, yeah, get it done. And I know that I'm going to breathe a sigh of relief when I'm finally done with that process for this year and get another year's break. But we're looking at taxes in retirement and some really good questions for you here, Marty, in in our opening segment of the show. First off, when you retire, will your tax rate be higher or lower than it was when you were working?
0: Well, that depends. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, and most of my clients, uh, they have a they have a tax problem, and I tell them that right up front. I say your biggest problem is going to be taxes in retirement, because they are most of my clients are usually going to have a great income in retirement. Uh, so it depends on on uh, what their income is, what their income sources are. Um, there's there's different tax rates for different kinds of income, so capital gain tax versus ordinary income versus social security. So there's different sources of income, different kinds of income. And uh, your bracket might is going to change, but again, uh, it, it a lot depends on what your total income is going to be from all your different sources. Um, you know, you're, you don't have the deductions you once had, right? Your uh, your 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 home might be paid off or, or close to being paid off, so the, the interest mortgage interest deduction is less or none at all. Your kids are grown and gone if you have kids, so you don't have you don't have the, yeah. the dependents to to deduct. Um, you know, the 401k contributions to reduce your overall income is gone once you're in retirement. So so there's a lot of different things that'll change your tax structure. But if you think about it, everything, all of your income is going to be taxable. Social Security, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Social Security is taxable. Uh, dividends and interest is taxable. Rental income is taxable. Distributions from 401ks and other retirement accounts is all taxable. So uh, you know, be prepared for that. And that's a conversation that we have at the initial consultation is, uh, is, is what, you know, the tax consequences are going to be once you do retire.
1: Well, and I, how does it work
0: with income
1: Well, on this note here, because I know you start out in the go-go years, if it requires more income to do that traveling, you may want to do, how does that affect your taxes?
0: Well, uh, yeah, because you're taking, distri- you know, you're taking those distributions from your accounts, yeah. which is taxable. So, so the more you take out, yeah, the higher, you know, the higher the tax consequence is going to be on those, uh, those trips that you're going to take. If you're going to take a month and go to Europe. And I mean, I went to Europe for 10 days and it wasn't cheap. Right. It was a lot. But, you know, if you're going to go away for, you know, considerable periods of time. And I have a lot of clients. They love to travel. You know, obviously things are finally starting to reopen uh, more and more. So you're, you're the availability, uh, you know, my hey, my uh, youngest daughter lives in Japan and I'm looking forward to going to Japan to see her. So so that'll probably be at least a two week or a three week trip. I'm not going to go all that distance and spend a couple of days or a long weekend. Right. You know? So, yes, <laughs> no. you know, it, that's it's, not a three day weekend. <laughs> Right. That's yeah, that's definitely not a, a short, a long weekend. But uh, you know, having that extra income to cover the cost of those trips, obviously, there's a tax consequence that comes with that.
1: Now, and um, And OK, before we move out of this and into Social Security, we don't know where these rates are going to go either.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, right now, so taxes are relatively low. Uh, if you look at it in a historical context, I mean, back in the forties, the tax rate was 94%. Wow. You know, when I was growing up in the seventies, you know, it was uh, 70% was the tax bracket. And with today's political climate, what it being, what it is, uh, who knows what they're going to do? They're all, they've are been already talking about raising all kinds of taxes, uh, taking the capital gain tax to 35 percent. And who knows what they're going to do? But they're going to with with the higher national debt and the higher uh, um, you know, growing future tax uh, issues that we're going to be facing. I can see taxes are probably going to be increasing. And in some states, most states don't tax retirement income for example, Illinois is one of those states mm-hmm. that currently does not tax Social Security or pensions or anything. Uh, that's probably going to change too. A lot of the states need the money and they're going to start taxing retirement income. And there's they've been talking about it here in Illinois for, for several years uh, about raising the taxes on Social Security, on pensions, on, on uh, d- distributions from retirement accounts. So uh, right now, it's exempt, but um, fasten your seatbelts, folks. I have a feeling that we're going to see some some major tax changes in the in the not too distant future.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm. I, I yeah you know, I'm like everyone else in in predicting where the rates will go so we're just we're bracing for it uh, now Marty Neville can help you in so many ways we talk about building the retirement plan but he can institute a lot of uh, good tax strategies for you now that can help you uh, when you do retire or if you're newly retired 888-519-9096 to reach Marty eight 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 Five one nine nine zero nine six. 9096 Okay, now you mentioned it's Social Security. So is that subject to taxation?
0: Well, it depends on your basic provisional income. And yes, in most cases, my clients, uh, and a majority of my clients, their Social Security is going to be taxable. 85% federal. up to 80 yeah, right. on the federal side, yes. Yeah. Uh, depending on what state you live in, yeah. Could it, be could state, be, right. it could be taxable in the state that you live in as well. But eighty-five percent, up to eighty-five percent of the benefits could be taxable in, on the federal side, uh, for subject to federal income taxes. So again, um, it, it, a majority of my clients have that issue where they're they're paying income tax on their social security benefits yeah. uh, because they have a, a high income, which I'd rather see my clients. I'd rather see people have a higher income. Than not enough income. I'd rather you know paying taxes. That's a good problem to have, in my opinion. Uh, it, it it nobody likes it. Uh, everybody everybody no. detests the fact that they're paying taxes, <laughs> right. especially on social. I remember my dad used to pound on the table, and he was so angry that they would. It's pound you know, on the table worthy. <laughs> really, it yeah, is. It is it is pound on the table worthy. But he was <laughs> he was you know when they imposed that tax, I think it was in eighty five. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was he was really well, really yeah. upset that his social security was being taxed. Here, you know, he people look at the social security tax coming out of your paycheck as a tax, but it's tech, it definitely it's it's not. It's basically uh, it's going into the pension fund and the to the social security to Trust keep it alive
1: fund. so it'll be there for us, right? And also to right, fund exactly. people getting so it.
0: it yeah. yes, it's a deduction from your income, but it's not. It's not you're going to get it back as as far as as far as a benefit is concerned later. So it's not to look at it as a tax. Uh, you know that's how most people look at it. Yes, yeah. it's being deducted from your income like any other tax is. But you're actually going to get it back later in life. Hopefully, depending you live a long time and and you'll you'll benefit from it uh, in a big way. So, but yes, yeah, Social Security you have to look at that. Um, uh, the, uh, what that's going to be, and what your total income is going to be in retirement, to determine what your and again, I do a lot of my clients' uh, taxes. So, uh, like I said, 97 percent of my clients pay income tax on their social security benefit. And again, I'd rather have that as the as the problem sure. than than the alternative and not have enough income. So, so yes, you know, that's that's just another. Another income that you're going to have to take into consideration as far as taxability is concerned.
1: Yeah, and I must admit, um, I do view it as a tax coming out, although I know it's paying for the generation before me and uh, that came before me. And I know that it's, as you said, it's keeping the, it, the trust fund shored up so it'll be there for me. But can't right. help but think of it as right. a tax, though it's coming out of your check.
0: <laughs> the biggest problem, though, is the, is, the, is the the politicians have borrowed two trillion dollars from the Social Security yes. Trust Fund, yeah. and that's that's why it's running short. And they say by twenty thirty four, it's going to be dry. But you know, all the government has to do is replace the f- the money that they borrowed from the trust fund and it. it'll still it'll still remain solvent but they're still going to change social security unit we all know that it's gonna there's going to be some kind of a, a alteration to social security whether they increase the retirement age which is likely mm-hmm. uh, you know or make it more needs based like they've done with Medicare premiums so yeah your Medicare premium if you're you know I'm 65 my Medicare premium is huge because of my income so uh, the, they might do the same thing with social Security make it more needs-based, based based on your total total income.
1: (laughs) Well, we have a lot more to get into, but first, an opportunity for you to sit down with Marty and talk, talk about not just tax strategies, but overall strategies.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, let me just preface this as a disclaimer. I do not, I'm not open to the public for taxes. And if you call in and just want me to do your taxes, I will not do them. Uh, I'm, I do I do uh, taxes only for clients. So if you're a client and you want me to do your taxes, I'll be happy to do so. But uh, if you want to become a client, give me a call at 888 888- 519-9096. And we'll put together a couple of good retirement plans for you, the guaranteed lifetime income plan and the social security maximization report. And we'll have that consultation. We'll discuss taxes and estate planning and, and other, other plans that you should have in place when you're deciding it's your time to retire. So give me a call. Again, my number is 888-519-9096. And we'll start the process. I have offices throughout the entire area. Everybody I meet with at my office gets a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America. And I can't do anything until you call. So 888 519 9096 start the process today
1: and as Marty says uh, of course his clients uh, many of them he, he will uh, do their taxes he, he, but he doesn't he doesn't do taxes however what he can institute for you or proactive tax strategies in your overall retirement plan so take advantage of the opportunity offer it limited of course but at no cost no obligation again 888. 888- 519-9096, 888-519-9096. Well, Marty, this is good stuff, and we're not done yet with taxes and retirement.
0: No, we'll we'll continue the same discussion right after the break.
1: We're back with Financial Safari and Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions and author of the Amazon bestseller Retirement Smart America. And a copy of that book you'll get when you set up that consultation with Marty to talk about your retirement. We're talking about taxes in retirement, and we've looked at how taxes can change, but not necessarily become drastically lower in retirement. And Marty ran through all the different uh, or several different components that could can affect your taxation in retirement. We we also looked at the fact that Social Security is certainly subject to taxation, and we're going to continue this conversation. Here's the next question, Marty: Can you still contribute to an IRA after you
0: retire? Absolutely, yes. Uh, you have to have income. You have to have W-2 income to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's you can't contribute. You can't take contra- distributions from your retirement account and contribute it back to your IRA. But you have to have W-2 income. Uh, that exceeds the amount you're contributing. So if you're going to contribute seven thousand dollars to your IRA, you better make seven thousand dollars <laughs> um, at, at least at a, that, at a part-time right. job. Or yeah. at, at least that, yes. So yes, um, you can contribute to a trad. I would recommend, obviously, if you're going to do it, do it to a traditional IRA because there's a tax advantage. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we're seeing as we're talking about taxes and, and tax consequences, uh, contributing to a Roth after you retire or if if with a part-time job kind of doesn't make sense tax wise, Mm -hmm. because there's no, you know, first of all, there's the five year waiting period. And second of all, uh, you know, there's no tax advantage to contributing to a Roth until later. So I would usually recommend if you're going to do that, do something that's going to have a tax consequence that's going to benefit you uh, by making those contributions to a traditional IRA. So you have that tax deductibility, issue. And, and I even have clients where the one spouse is, re, is retired or one spouse is just not working. Uh, you can contribute to an IRA for the non-working spouse as long as the, the spouse that is working uh, makes a sufficient income to, to, to substantiate the contribution to the IRA. So yes, especially if you're filing jointly, you have to be filing jointly to do that. So uh, you can do the full full contribution and the full deductibility into a traditional IRA for a non-working spouse, as long as one spouse is working.
1: And I know we're going to look at Roth more uh, in depth in the next segment. So something you said, I have a question on it, but I'll save it for then. But uh, Roth uh, IRAs, so the the, ta- the withdrawals from Roth IRAs are tax-free once you retire.
0: Absolutely, yes. That's the whole idea with a Roth is you're making a an after-tax contribution to the Roth. You're classifying it as a Roth IRA or even a Roth 401k. You're making those contributions because most employers now do offer the Roth 401k uh, contribution limit. So that's, that's to your advantage tax-wise later. So, uh, yes, you can make contributions and they are all of the gains and all of the distributions from a Roth are tax free. So and, and I use my, a lot of my clients. It's interesting what some of my clients use their Roth distributions for. You know, they'll buy a car mm-hmm. because it's tax free yeah. or, or sure. you know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll help their kids or they'll pay for colleges or whatever the case might be, uh, because there's no tax consequence in using it that way. So. Um, I would rather see you use that than take distributions from a traditional account where there's a huge tax consequence. Uh, it's, it's better for you in the long run and the short run, but it's better for you in the long run. Uh, if you're going to use that money to, say, buy a car, uh, then take distributions from your traditional IRA or 401k. Um, so, so, yes, you also want to make sure that if you're going to take distributions you're, you have to be at least 59 and a half to avoid the 10% tax penalty. Uh, that goes for any retirement account that you're going to take distributions from. Even if you retire early, there are exceptions to the rule, but if there's a filing that has to be done to uh, enact that that. Uh, uh, exception. So yes, yeah, so there are things, but just, you know, just word to the wise, make sure you understand what the ramifications and consequences are yeah. of, of taking a distribution, even from a Roth, even if, if you're not 59 and a half, you still can't take distributions from that Roth because there are penalties. There is a tax penalty. Um, uh, even though the tax, even though it's tax free, there's still a penalty that you might have to pay if you take it early,
1: and also, and we'll we'll actually get into this more next segment. The five year uh, waiting period on that too. Um, here's one: is the income you receive from an annuity that you own taxable?
0: Probably, uh, if you have money, if you have your, uh, if you have an IRA annuity, obviously all of it is taxable because it's it's an IRA, and every all every nickel of that distribution is going to be taxable. But if you have uh, a, a non IRA money in a, an annuity, depending on how you structure the distributions, um, there's, there's probably part of it is going to be taxable. At least part of it is going to be taxable. And it depends on how you, again, how you structure it. If you set it up as an income stream, or if you're just taking a partial distribution, uh, there's going to be por- portions of it are going to be taxable.
1: Good, great conversation, it, it, and really, um, it took two segments to get through it. That's how big a deal taxes in retirement are, and also to sit down ahead of time and, and get get the good uh, tax structure in place, meaning tax structure, meaning to, as much as you can save <laughs> to, and not mm-hmm. have to pay in taxes legitimately, 888-519-9096. to schedule with Marty Neville. Are RMDs calculated the same way for distributions for multiple IRAs and multiple 401k plans?
0: Not necessarily. Uh, RMDs there, there's a certain percentage that you're required to take at a certain age and, and that, after that age, so for example, the current age is 72. At age 72, you're required to take 3.85% of the total in the uh, account on December 31st of the previous year. I'll say that one again, real slow. Okay, <laughs> It's three, it's 3.85% of the account balance on December 31st of the previous year before you turn 72. So in other words, let so Marty
1: handle it for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the companies are required to send you a notice in January uh, of the year that you turn 72 and every subsequent year they're required to send you a notice to tell you exactly what your RMDs are going to be for that year based on uh, an and you get those notices in January because after December 31st is when that, that amount is calculated. So, mm-hmm. yes, the, the calculation that they do, they, they'll tell you exactly how much you have to take. And then it's up to you how to take it. I mean, I have clients that wait till November, December to take their distributions. And this way, um, you know, they have extra money for the holidays. I have people who take it as a monthly income to supplement their income every month. So there's a lot of different ways you can structure it. Uh, But, but yeah, if if you have multiple IRAs, you can take uh, a distribution from one IRA to cover all of the IRAs that you might have. Uh, So, so that's based on that's, uh, you know, that's your particular choice. And I usually recommend taking the distribution from the, from the account that's doing the worst mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as, far as, sure. as far as performance is concerned. Leave the ones that are doing real well alone and take the distribution to cover those other accounts uh, from the one that's doing the worst.
1: If your spouse dies and you get a big life insurance payout, will you have to pay tax on
0: that? No. <laughs> okay, good. No, that's uh, this life insurance is still tax-exempt. Life insurance death benefits are still tax-exempt. Uh, there, there are exceptions to the rule. If you have a modified endowment contract or what's called a MEC, uh, some, of that, uh, some of that death benefit could be taxable. But in most cases, if you have some term life insurance or if you have other life insurance through work and your spouse dies, that life insurance is tax-free. Now, anything you earn on that money, it's like if you invest that uh, that pro if you get a hundred thousand dollar death benefit, let's say, and you invest that money uh, in, in an annuity or in, in, in something else or in the stock market, and it has gains, now the gains are going to be taxable, mm-hmm. but the actual principle is is tax free. So that's you know that has not changed. That's uh, I don't think that's going to change. Um, it's it's been that way forever, uh, but it's good to know that life insurance proceeds are that you're paid out are um, not taxable. So there's no tax consequence on receiving a death benefit. And a lot of people wonder if that's the case. But in, in 99% of the cases, uh, death benefit tax uh, proceeds are, are tax-free.
1: What if you make it to 100 shouldn't you just get a free ride after that but they don't even go away what if you make it to 110 how about
0: that yeah, maybe yeah well you know uh, let, let's let's uh, sign a petition <laughs> and, and say uh, you, you know, know I hear about the all these you petitions get, the you pay
1: all these petitions yeah. that are signed and they you know, this one got a hundred thousand plus signatures I never it never happens it never works it, so
0: it doesn't I, seem right it doesn't seem to have much of an effect
1: and No, it really doesn't well this does have a That's sitting down with Marty and getting uh, someone who is a retirement specialist to to craft and formulate that uh, in a custom fashion, that plan for you. And here's that opportunity to do just that.
0: Absolutely. We'll we'll put together a tax plan for you. That's exactly one of the things I do. I'm an estate planner, a financial planner, and a tax planner. So that's exactly what I do. My whole focus is to try and minimize your taxes, especially in retirement. Uh, again, it's, it's usually a good problem to have, but in any event, give me a call. My number is 888-519-9096. We'll put together a plan for you. We'll put together a program. We'll have a discussion about uh, about your situation and, and craft a plan that's custom tailored to your needs, wants, goals, and desires. You can't do anything unless you call. I'm, I have offices throughout the area. Uh, give me a call. Again, my number is 888-519-9096. Everybody I meet with gets a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America. And I look forward to putting these plans together. I love doing it. Uh, I, I you know, When you do call that number, you will hear my friendly voice on the recording. Just leave me a message, leave me your name and number, and I'll get back to you sometime this morning. And again, we'll set, set up a time. I'm about two weeks out but I will set up a time to meet with you and, and uh, you will meet directly with me. You don't meet with any of my associates and we'll set up a time to put these plans together for you and and craft a tax plan that's going to be to your benefit going forward in retirement. Again, 888-
1: And it's a comprehensive review, and it will analyze what future tax implications you can avoid. Marty runs that Social Security Maximization Report for you, customizing that retirement uh, income plan for you, and, of course, protection from all the pitfalls of retirement. And, yes, inflation will come up and how to factor that in your overall retirement plan. 888-519-9096. Marty's on the show Marty greets you when you call in uh, on the message. Marty calls you back. You meet with Marty. How about that? <laughs> That's good deal. 888-519-9096. At no cost, no obligation. Of course, limited basis because he is very busy. 888-519-9096. Uh, okay, great, great start to the show. The first half dedicated to taxes in retirement. Where are we going in the next segment after the break, Marty?
0: Well, there's a lot of reasons to be saving for retirement using a Roth IRA, which we actually just talked about a little bit. So when we come back after the break, we're going to outline the number one reason to start saving using a Roth right now.
1: We're back with Financial Safari and Marty Neville. Marty Neville, the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America, an aptly named book for someone who believes in smart and safe strategies for your retirement. Marty heads up Smart Money Solutions. Now, we did talk about Roth IRA, but we're going to dig in a little bit deeper with Roth IRA. Uh, I guess, you know, the, the, a great starting point, Marty, was just kind of an overall what a Roth IRA is.
0: Well, a Roth IRA is kind of a deal you're making with the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're, you're putting money into an account after tax dollars, the money that you could write, just write a check out of your checking account and classify it as a Roth. So you're putting money into a Roth. There's a, obviously a waiting period that you have to go through. Um, and uh, the deal is that you've already paid taxes on the contribution and the anything it makes and anything you take in the future is tax free, so that's that's in the, the long and the short of it. That's the deal that you're making with the government is you're you're making an after tax contribution to a to an account that's classified as a Roth IRA or Roth 401k, and the the uh, gains and the distributions from that later in life are tax exempt. So uh, that's basically how a, a Roth will work. And now a lot of companies are offering Roth 401ks which a lot of people, especially younger people, the younger generation, I encourage them to uh, to contribute to the Roth. It makes more uh, practical sense for the younger generations, uh, you know, kids my age. I mean, you know, my kids are all in their mid and late 20s. Mm-hmm it makes sense for them to contribute to a Roth yeah. because of the amount of money that they could save in a Roth wow. for their future versus somebody who's in their fifties or sixties. You know, there's really, there's not enough time to, to make a d- big difference into a Roth unless you've been contributing to it since its inception. So, uh, you know, yeah, time is, time is something that's of the essence in w- regarding uh, Roth contributions and, and uh, you know, it, it, it helps. There's no tax advantage for you currently the tax advantages in retirement when you get to take all that money out tax free.
1: Well and that brings me to the question I mentioned the last segment because we were talking about um the, the you could have the ability when you're in retirement if if you're still if you still have W2 income to contribute to uh, an IRA and you said at that point I would suggest a traditional IRA and I know that y- you target people 55 plus you know what we call the financial red zone up into retirement is there anywhere in, in your range where it would make sense then to take a look at Roth IRA, maybe on the younger end of that?
0: True. And it also depends on income because there's an income limit. You know, if, That's you, true, if you make yeah. X amount of dollars, you can't contribute to a Roth. So so there's there's restrictions and requirements that you have to comply with. Uh, but yes, it, you know, it, it, Roths aren't, you know, aren't for, you can you could set up a Roth for your kid. Um, if you have younger children, you can set up a Roth IRA for your child mm-hmm. as long as, you know, I mean, there is a caveat, obviously, um, you know, that that child has to have earned income uh, in order to contribute. But to you can a be Roth creative with that
1: because it, it, I've heard some real creativity in that, too, like. It, it, the allowance they get uh, maybe that's right. a bit well, much or is it?
0: Uh, that, that's not going to fly it has to be it has to be income like all three of my kids have jobs w- in too. high school me too yeah yeah. I mean, my, I had my I've, I've been working since I'm 14. I mean, mm-hmm. so, yeah. uh, you know, but but, you know, all three of my kids had jobs in high school. All three of them had jobs in college. So um, I I didn't personally make contributions to a Roth on their behalf. I could have because they had income to support it. Uh-huh. But I, I I made contributions to other savings plans for them. Uh, while they were in college and high school and whatnot, and even younger, so you can't uh, contribute
1: started, above their income they're making. Like if they only make correct. four thousand, that's the max you could put in it.
0: Is that right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So yeah, there again, there's that limitation as far as that, how much they're earning, as far as how much you could put into a Roth on their behalf. But yes, you can do that. I mean, I have grandchildren, grandparents that do that for their <laughs> right. for their grandkids. And, well, it's you a know, great gift <laughs> College, absolutely. College savings accounts for their grandkids and whatnot. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to benefit your, either your children or your grandchildren, depending on your age level and, and how, you know, how young the kids are. And again, they have to be, they have to be, have some kind of income for you to do that.
1: Yeah, I used to mow lawns. When I was like 11
0: for a whopping <laughs> two dollars a yard. Hey, <laughs> I, had a, I had a, I had a paper route. Me too. I'm really, I'm really aging myself. I did too. I, uh, I had a paper route. Get out
1: of school. Go to the point where they drop the papers off. You know, put them all together, roll them up, uh, put the yeah. rubber band around, throw them in your basket in the bike, and roll. Yeah. Absolutely. Those yeah. days are over. No
0: more paper boys anymore. Yeah. Well, there's no more newspapers.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of true too. It's all online. Yeah. You know. That's true. You know, we mentioned the five year rule. So how does that work with a Roth?
0: Well, a Roth obviously, and you know, there's two different kinds of five year waiting periods. There's the five year waiting period for a, for a contribution to a Roth. That's if you open up a new Roth and you you put money into it. Uh, there's a five year waiting period. So there, there's a different style, okay? So, so there's two different waiting periods. Number one would be if you open up a Roth IRA and just contribute to it, and then there's the conversions. If you take your IRA, your traditional IRA or traditional 401k and do a conversion to a Roth, now the, and you're paying the tax, now there's another five-year waiting period on each and every uh, conversion that you do. But with a, with a traditional Roth IRA, there's just one five-year waiting, five waiting period uh, for you uh, to uh, con- once you once you make those contributions. There's a five-year waiting period that you can't touch that money for that five-year period. Now you can make subsequent contributions to that four that uh, four either the four hundred one k Roth or the traditional IRA, Roth IRA. You can make subsequent contributions and there won't be any five-year waiting period. So if you make a contribution to your Roth IRA today and then next year you make another contribution to the same Roth IRA and then the year after that and the year after that and the year after that, there's just the five-year waiting period on the initial contribution that you make in the first year. Uh, but, But the caveat would be on a conversion that every conversion that you do has its own five-year waiting period. So you have to be aware of that. We get that question a lot uh, when we do the, yeah. the questions from the listeners. Uh, yeah, we do. You yeah. know, we get questions as far as even the, the contribution limits. I mean, don't forget it's if you're under 50, it's a $6,000 contribution limit. And if you're over 50, it's an additional thousand dollars or $7,000 that you can contribute to a Roth or a traditional IRA. So those are the, the 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 contribution limits are the same for a Roth versus a uh, and a traditional IRA. So mm-hmm. the contribution limits on a 401k are completely different. So the, the if you're under 50 it's 20,500. If you're over 50 it's 20,500 plus 6,500 for a total of 27,000. So the contribution limits are hugely different on a versus a, a 401k and an IRA. So you know, keep that in mind. If you're working and your company offers a, a 401k program, whether it's Roth or traditional, uh, you know, let's have a discussion about that. So which is going to be best for you and what's going to give you a good tax advantage. So don't forget with a, with a Roth, there's no tax advantage. There's no, there's no uh, you're making an after-tax contribution. With a traditional, it's coming off of your income pre-tax, or you're writing it off on your income tax return. So depending on what you're contributing to, so there's, you know, there's always a room to have a discussion about how, what's the best route to take and what's going to be beneficial to you, short term and long term.
1: Marty can certainly answer Roth questions for you and you know, determine is it right for you and or or what would be a good usage for it. Even as he mentioned, you could help out your grandkids or kids for that matter. Eight eight eight. 519-9096 to reach Marty, 888-519-9096. Just a little bit of time to close out the segment. You know, you mentioned, and you're right, I mean, newspapers have kind of gone. They're still there, and I'm glad they're yeah. still there. I miss it, though. I I'm, I, I miss the Sunday paper. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go out this Sunday and buy one, because I used to love that, opening up. I you know, know it, they were it's just so thick. They're probably not as thick now as they used to be, but... Yeah, you know, uh, well, advertising I'm that.
0: sure is is changed a lot on the uh, on the newspaper side of it. Yeah, so well, I it definitely have. I can't remember the last time, Dave. I can't remember the last time I had a, a Sunday paper. You know,
1: I know was, I miss it. I really paper. do. Uh, yeah. And this goes back to when I was a kid because I'd rip through it and get to the comics, and then after I was done <laughs> reading, I'd put silly putty on the com- on the comics. That's right. And, exactly. And, so, yeah. I remember
0: those years. Yeah. Quick
1: break, and we've mentioned questions from listeners, and Marty. Of course, that's how you're going to close it out, but for. First, Absolutely. here's that opportunity to sit down with you and 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 get that comprehensive review.
0: Yeah, well, you know, having a having a discussion about all these different issues, whether it's distributions and contributions to to your accounts, uh, uh, when to do it, how to do it, social security issues, Medicare issues, all these different things that that relate to retirement. That's my that's my focus. So, give me a call. My number is eight eight eight. 519-9096, and we'll set up a time to meet. I'm about two weeks out, but I do have occasional uh, cancellations, so we can set up a time uh, and fit you in to to put, go n- to learn about your situation and get to know each other a little bit and uh, put together a, a, a comprehensive plan for you, whether it's a Social Security maximization report or the Guaranteed Lifetime Income Plan. You can't do anything until you call, so give me a call, and we'll set up a time to meet at 888 888- five one nine nine zero nine six i have offices in the entire area from orland park to lake forest and everywhere in between so give me a call again my number is eight 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 five one nine nine zero nine six uh and we'll set up a time to meet and put together custom tailored plans that that are just for you and uh,
1: that's what it's about, custom planning for you and your retirement. 888-519-9096, again, is uh, how you can schedule with Marty. He'll call you back, and he will set up a, a, a good time for you to meet with him. And you get a copy of his book, the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. Again, the number to call to make this happen, it's 888-519-9096, and it is a comprehensive review. And it's all about you. It's about what's best for you. What are the best strategies for you that will factor in inflation, maximize Social Security to the best of your ability, uh, health, uh, factoring in emergency funds for health care emergencies, uh, stock market volatility, risk taxation, the proper growth for your retirement and income in your retirement. 888-519-9096. Yeah,
0: Marty, we got some good questions as always. Yeah, well, you know, like you just said, the the most important part is having that income, and that's that's the uh, most important focus uh, that I'm going to zero in on is making sure that your income is sufficient to meet your needs. But mm-hmm. yes, uh, we're going to close out the show like we do every week. I get uh, tons of li- questions from listeners, and today's no exception. And we're going to tackle as many as we can as soon as we come back.
1: back with financial safari and marty neville of smart money solutions helping so many in the chicago area and beyond uh with their retirement planning not just getting there uh, but many want to have uh, a partner with them in their retirement because these plans need to be tweaked. Uh, they need to be reviewed. And that's why Marty's licensed in 19 states. When uh, His clients, if they move, uh, they'd like to keep that. Many of them say, hey, I want to keep this going. And he, Marty will pick up a license where they to their new state, in their new state. Marty's author of the book, A Retirement Smart America, which is an Amazon number one bestseller. It's Q&A time on the show and questions from the listeners. We'll top it off with Orland Park. I'm a physician with my own practice and four employees. And right now I have a SEP plan that I'm contributing to, but I've been told that a defined benefit plan would be better. Can you explain to me how these work and whether or not you recommend them for someone like me?
0: Well, a defined benefit plan is going to be a lot more expensive to maintain Mm. and manage than a SEP plan. Uh, I would definitely uh, keep the SEP plan. Your contribution limits are higher. A defined benefit plan—that's a pension. So you're you're basically contributing to a pension for your for you and your employees, uh, and and it's up to you, as the employer, to to maintain, manage, and pay for all that. So uh, that's why I would recommend this. The SEP plan the SEP. would probably be better for you. Uh, you make your contributions, and it's in a SEP plan, uh, the contribution limits uh, are are pretty high, um, and and that's that's going to be to your advantage. So I would definitely consider that. You know, you can you based on your you know compensation, um, you know it's it's up to sixty one thousand dollars that you can contribute to a SEP plan. You know, versus even a four hundred one k, which is you know twenty seven thousand if you're over fifty. So the the contribution limits are a lot higher uh, based on based on your compensation. So I would definitely. Uh, consider staying with the SEP plan. It's going to be a lot less expensive to maintain and manage. And, uh, you know, you uh, take into consideration a pension plan. You know, that's why a lot of companies have gotten rid of these pension plans, these defined benefit plans, because they are very expensive to maintain. And uh, sometimes they have shortfalls and and you have to really be aware of that, that, that could affect you and, and your liability for that. So, uh, I would definitely say the set plan is probably the best way to go, uh, with, uh, you know, your, your contribution limits are higher and your expenses are much lower.
1: Great question. Thank you from Orland park. And next it's Madison, Wisconsin. Two years ago, when I turned 59 and a half, I rolled over a portion of my 401k to an IRA account. Now, I recently retired, and my remaining 401k account has gained favorably compared to my rollover account. I don't plan to tap into uh, either account yet For uh, until a year later. Should I leave my 401k account and roll it over later then, or are there better options to invest? It's valued at 220000
0: well, it, you know, it depends on the company you work for. I mean, I've had uh, most, in most cases, I say get your 401k out of there because you have very little control over the 401k and the way it's invested. Uh, and I've, I've heard that, you know, before, where and if you keep it there, sometimes it does better, but you know, you're also uh, subject to market volatility, which we've had a lot of lately in the past couple three months. So I, I would be really careful to, uh, you know, and let's sit down and have a discussion about that, and weigh the best out, best ways to go. You know, it depends on also when you did that rollover. What did you put that money into, uh, and and what what kind of funds or what, what kind of annuity or or what kind of program did you put it into when you rolled it over? So there's, you know, sometimes it's one in six and a half dozen or the other. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, you know, you you could do better leaving it there. Or you could do worse leaving it there. But it's worth having a discussion about to see where the money that you did the rollover with went to, and why it's not performing as good, uh, versus leaving the money at the, four, the the rest of the money at the 401k company, and uh, seeing how it does perform. So, so again, we have had a lot of volatility, and 401ks are obviously in in a, in a variety of different funds, so you really have to take into consideration that volatility and how much are you willing to lose. So that's that's another issue that you that you want to have a discussion about is how much money yeah. are you willing to lose in those uh, in in those accounts. So, uh, yeah, the, definitely want to get together and have a discussion to see which route would be the best one to take.
1: And it would certainly be worth a phone call to Marty, 888-519-9096. Obviously, you listen to the show, but you can sit down and uh, really get more specific. And Marty can with you and learning more about you and in this whole situation. 888-519-9096. This next question from Glencoe is right in line with something we talked about today. I'm 55 and I've been with the same company for about 15 years. I've always had a 401k and I'm taking advantage of the match. Well, now the company is offering a Roth 401k. Should I be contributing to that as well? Or are there any disadvantages?
0: Well, the biggest disadvantage would be if you started, uh, and it depends on how much you're contributing to that 401k, the biggest disadvantage would be there's no tax advantage uh, that you're experiencing now. So whatever you're contributing to that traditional 401k is coming off of your income pre-tax, which is a huge uh, advantage tax-wise versus contributing to the Roth. You're going to lose that tax advantage and you're going to see your tax liability go up immediately. Uh, So I usually recommend doing maybe a a 30-70 split or even 50-50, put 50-50, 50% 50 into the Roth, put 50% into the um, traditional. So this way, at least you get some tax advantage now. Instead of going cold turkey, because it's going to be a shocker. <laughs> if you take that entire mm. contribution and uh, put it right into the Roth, you're going to see a huge tax advantage uh, disappear and your tax liability is going to go up dramatically. So, and that you might not like that shock. So, it might be to your advantage to do a 50 50 or a 70 40 60 70 30 60 40 split and, uh, and do it slowly. So you can absorb that, uh, that shocking tax disadvantage of putting it into the Roth. But yes, you know, depending on how much longer you're going to work, you said you're 55 years old. Uh, you've been with the same company 15 years. So if you're going to work at least another 10 years, I would say, yes, it would be to your advantage to put some of that money into the Roth. Uh, but again, to avoid that, that sticker shock of putting it all into the Roth and, and seeing your tax liability go through the roof. Uh, I, would, I would do a, a, a little bit at a time, so much per year, rather than all of it at once.
1: And one more here from Elmhurst. Uh, should I keep a target date fund in my Roth IRA and start investing in other types of funds? Or should I sell the amount I have in my Roth IRA so that I will not be investing in the same thing twice?
0: A lot of questions about Roths today. I noticed that. It's coming up a lot <laughs> so the, today. The whole show is all about Roth IRAs. <laughs> Seems to so, be. Yeah. Well, you know, target date funds are, are, you know, they're good for retirement purposes. You know, if you're going to retire in, in 2030, let's say, and you're in a 2030 fund, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, an advantage because as the, you know, as the years get farther out, the the uh, the fund gets more aggressive. So if you're if you're going to retire in 2030, which is eight years from now, obviously that's in a little more conservative than a 2040 or 2050 fund. Uh, But uh, yes, you you can leave. I have clients that mix and match. They leave part of their money in that target fund and that target date fund, and then they take some of that money and they invest in other different kinds of funds, then it's not the same thing twice necessarily, unless that's what your company's offering. And so in other words, if your company is offering, uh, if, if the target date fund is in the same funds as the regular, just leave it in the target date fund. But if there's other funds that are available, uh, that, that would give you a better advantage or better uh, opportunity to make more money, then yes, mix and match a little bit, uh, uh, by, by putting the money in different funds. But in a lot of cases that I've seen, the target date funds are the same funds that they offer uh, individually. So it doesn't make much sense to, to uh, not be in the target fund because you're getting the advantage already by being in that fund. So uh, you have to look at what they offer, what the different company offers. Uh, it d- depends who's, who, what the company is that's managing it as well. So you have to really look at that and, and take a, a real determination as to what's going to be the best way to approach it. And uh, is it going to be uh, something that's you're investing in the same thing, but twice, you know, the, the funds are going to be in the same type of funds, but in different categories.
1: Well, this is it. Uh, Yeah, a lot. Roth has come up a lot on the show today, but we also talked about good tax strategies overall in retirement, certainly factoring in taxes, factoring in inflation, and as Marty said earlier on the show, how important income in your retirement is. And that's what makes this review, Marty, offers so comprehensive because all of this is going to come up. And here's another opportunity on the show this week to get it scheduled.
0: Well, thanks, Dave. And yes, it is all about income at the end of the day. So uh, we we all like to eat. We all like to do things and we all have bills to pay. So it's all about the income. And the first thing I'm going to do is put together the Guaranteed Lifetime Income Plan. So give me a call at 888 Five one 519 9096 You'll hear my friendly voice on the recording. When you do call that number, simply leave me your name and number, and I will call you back sometime this morning, and we'll set up a time to meet, and we'll put together a custom-tailored plan that's specific to your needs, wants, goals, and desires. So again, my number is 888-519-9096. We will put these plans together for you at no cost, no obligation. And everybody I meet with gets a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America. The number to call again
1: is 888-519-9096. And it is a comprehensive review. And it's all about getting that financial roadmap put together for you. So it's an excellent chance to get that true, practical financial review. And Marty offers it at no cost, no obligation. It's going to show you where you are now. But most importantly, where you need to be, you'll leave there with a better handle on where you are and actually getting a kind of, you know, pumped about your retirement if you're not yet retired, uh, but say 55 plus still working, but getting closer to it. Because when you get the strategies together, then you can really get excited about it. 888-519-9096. It's kind of like when I was in school. I couldn't really get excited about summer until we got through exams right at the end (laughs) of the year. Uh, So this is... I mean, it's, it really, in many ways, it's like that because, uh, Marty, once you get strategies together for someone, then um, they really can get excited.
0: Well, I like to take uh, the uh, the anxiety out of it all because there is a lot of anxiety. People, you know, get, getting ready to retire, they're going to give up that paycheck that they're used to having, and they're going to generate their own paycheck. They're going to generate their own pension plan. So it's there's a lot of anxiety that goes into that, the nervousness, and I like to help take that nervousness out of it by putting together a plan and showing you exactly exactly how it's going to work and what the benefits are going to be for you for the rest of your life.
1: Well, that's what it's all about, and it certainly can be a long retirement too, so you need to make sure you plan uh, appropriately. 888-519-9096. Once again, Marty, great show. We'll get together again next week. Look forward to it every week here on WLS AM 890. It's Financial Safari. We'll see you back here next week, same time. Coach P Radio.